Look again, Mistress Lucy. Can you see anything? Is the flag still there? Greetings and salutations, thrill seekers, music lovers, conversationalists all across the Fruited Plains, and an oh wow to you as well. My name is Austin, and welcome to this special episode of Odyssey Geek, episode number 31. And I want to say to all my US listeners, happy Independence Day. This episode is dropping on July 4th, and I wanted to do something special for this day. Now, I haven't done too many of these on the podcast, actually I've only done it once so far, but my second episode of the podcast was actually a live commentary of I Slap Floor, the April Fool special, if you will. And that was released on April 1st, 2020. I also did one on Gloobers on my YouTube channel years ago as well. So today I'm revisiting that format. So that means commentary time. And you may be saying, I know the perfect episode for you to comment about today. Well, I know what you're thinking. But no, that's not the episode I'm going to talk about today. So I know the day independence came would have been perfect because, you know, it's... Independence Day. However, I have already kind of done that in a more in-depth way on another podcast. Now, if you want to hear about that, stay tuned to the end of the podcast and I'll tell you how to listen to that. So instead of doing a real-time commentary on The Day Independence Came, I believe another great episode to talk about today is By Dawn's Early Light. It's one of my favorite American history episodes and some of the themes from that episode I think are very important to talk about. So before I begin, just to clarify, the Odyssey episode will not be playing while I'm talking about it. Copyright reasons. So if you want to listen to this episode of Odyssey Geek, you're going to need to provide your own copy of the episode. That's how it works for unofficial commentaries on media. And if you want to go listen to that episode, I'll have links in the podcast notes where you can listen to that episode. So once you get that episode ready on one device, you can play this podcast on another device. Or if you're on a computer, you can play both. All right, enough said. Let's get started. So I'm going to give you a little bit to queue up the episode before I start my commentary. Just so you know, I'm listening to the club version, so it's 22 minutes, 59 seconds long. And I have to say, I'm not usually a fan of the single episode artwork for older episodes, but the artwork for this one is actually pretty cool. There's actually no characters on it, it's just the flag torn up a little bit, along with fire and bombs bursting in air. Really cool artwork. Alright, I'm going to start playing in 3, 2... One. Surprise! It's Kurt. You know, I just thought about it today, but Kurt is kind of like an early Jace Mouse. He's constantly getting into trouble, scheming, but Kurt isn't a bully, like Jay is sometimes. Yeah, I believe this episode was written around the time where flag burning was getting kind of common back in the 80s, I believe.
Or maybe Mr. Whitaker was hiding all along and just wanted them to take the Imagination Station adventure instead. There's a thought. I'm glad Lucy's not afraid of being near the Imagination Station after it exploding on her back in the Nemesis. Or no, it was the battle. I wonder what color it is for the button to let them out of the machine. Ah, uh, I miss the screaming and the sound from the Imagination Station early on. I'm okay with the new one, but nothing beats this. You think? You think he hit the wrong button? I think so. Ah, uh, Nathan Carlson. <laughs> it's kind of funny how her voice really squeaks there. No, I'm from Greece. I think this was the first time I heard much about the War of 1812 when I was a kid. I mean, not as many things happen as what happened in the Revolutionary War, but this is probably the standout moment from that period of uh, American history. If I remember right, the White House wasn't always the color white. I can't remember what color it was before, but after... I can't remember... I don't think it was after when it was burned, but I think sometime before that was painted all white. Jenny Long does such a great performance in this episode of Lucy sounding scared and also really depressed and just kind of shell-shocked, basically, of what's happening to the White House and Fort McHenry later.
All right, who let the dogs out? Well, at least most dogs can't. And there's Bob Latrell, I believe. Huh, I don't think I ever heard that sound before of him, like, uh, cocking the gun there. Because I don't think we ever hear in the dialogue that he was holding a gun on them. If I have heard it, it's been a long time since I recognize it. Here's the funniest line in the whole episode. The English muffin line before the other famous muffin line from Arthur Dent. Ah, uh, Hal Smith. Or is it Benjamin Franklin? I think Hal Smith uses the same voice he did for Benjamin Franklin in The Day of Dependence Came. But I think in this one, he makes his voice sound a little more fragile or a little more weak. <laughs> that seems a great moment of humor right there. There's not a whole lot of humor in this story, so that's a good moment to kind of breathe a little bit. So, Lucy Schultz... So this must be after her dad died. Yeah, Mr. Whitaker knows everybody. Oh, wait, it's not Mr. Whitaker. Never mind. I didn't look at AO Wiki, but it's kind of difficult to tell if they're calling Mr. Beans or Mr. Baines with kind of a little bit of a British accent.
a very good reason. Okay, I believe it's Beans is his name. I know some of these characters were real-life people. I have to look up and see if Mr. Beans was an actual person during this time period. Uh-oh. My, how the turns have tabled. Poor guy. Okay, so Benjamin's being nice to him now. Or at least tolerant. A man named Skinner, also known as Phil Lawler. It's a good thing Kurt didn't try to sneak along and follow him. 
I don't think I really fully realized it until more recently how fast this episode is. The pacing is very quick. There's not really a lot of filler in between. And it makes sense because I believe Phil Lawler said that this was originally supposed to be a two-parter and it's put down to one-parter, which I would have loved to have a two-parter, but this is still a really good episode. And at least for the club version and the CD version, I think, they don't play the whole Odyssey theme song at the beginning. They get basically right to it at the beginning with Chris saying, and now Adventures in Odyssey. I love that line there from Lucy. I really, I really identify with that line a lot more nowadays. No, they're moonlighting as Uber drivers. Ooh. Deception? Double deception? At this point, Cockburn or Coburn sounds much more the villain that General Ross sounded like earlier. Or Captain Ross. I can't remember the military titles. Dun dun dun. Yeah, you need more than a pillow to block out all that noise. We will never surrender. 
I know, very poor imitation of Winston Churchill. I love that transition where we have that squeal of the shell, and then we flip to the other perspective. Really cool, really cool transition there. I love that. This is a great example of showing, not telling. Well, it's telling to show with this because it's an audio drama. You can't see what's happening. So having someone say what's happening is needed, but also make it conversational is a, is a balance. And I think it's balanced very well in this. I have to say this episode has some of the best sound design of the first five years of Odyssey. It is terrific. There's so many things happening. The shells going off. The men screaming. The horses winning. And also the music. John Campbell's music is terrific in this. It's hard to imagine. A whole day of a battle. Kind of a one-sided battle. I love the hints of the poem right there that they were saying there. And now we hear Francis there. Chuck Bolte. Is the flag still there? Again, Jenny Long does such a great delivery with that line. There's so much emotion in that voice. It doesn't even sound like acting. It sounds real. Praise the power that preserves us a nation. I love that we hear the music for the song in the background, but we also hear the words in a different way than we normally hear it, how it was originally written. Ugh, this is one of those, that's one of those scenes that just gives you the shivers. It's such a beautiful scene. I didn't used to cry listening to this episode, but last few times I've listened to it, it's made me tear up. Seeing the way the United States has gone from its founding and the way people are trying to tear down our history and ignore certain things or blow some stuff out of proportion.
this episode is just as relevant today as it was when it was first released and aired. Cool. Chris gets to do a dramatic reading, too. I love it when they write stuff for her to do that's just not the normal wrap-ups. America is a miracle. Thank God for America. Yep. One of my favorite history episodes from Odyssey. Great job, Phil Lawler. There's not really anything about this episode I dislike. Except, you know, it being kind of short. But even with it being short, it's great. Man, that was fun to do again. I know sometimes when I listen to episodes of Odyssey with other people that we've heard a lot of times, we'll make comments about it or quote certain things, and it's fun to do that here. You know what would be more fun? If I had a guest host to comment on the episode at the same time as me. Is that something you'd be interested in? If so, let me know who you'd like to have join me for that, and which episode you'd like to have a commentary on. I'll give you all the details on how to do that very soon, but first, as promised, I'm going to let you know how you can hear my thoughts on the day independence came. Well, last year, I was invited to guest host an episode of Audio Theater Central that came out on July 4th. Myself, JD, and Andrew reviewed that episode in depth. We also talked about some of our other favorite American history episodes, some other great audio dramas outside of Odyssey that talk about American history, and there's a really cool interview with Phil Lawler who wrote this episode I talked about today, and The Day Independence Came. He gives some behind-the-scenes trivia on that, and some really great insights on history and how it applies to our day. I'll have a link to that episode in the podcast notes. Alright, so, if you want to give me thoughts on this episode or any other episode of Odyssey Geek you've heard, I would sure like to hear from you. Send all your feedback to odysseygeek at gmail.com. You can also contact me and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for at odysseygeek, and the spelling of that is O-D-Y-S-E-Y-G-W-E-K. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. There's some really great episodes and bonus content coming out soon, and you don't want to miss any of it. Speaking of missing it, if there's someone in your life you think is an Odyssey Geek as well, make sure they don't miss this podcast. Make sure to share the podcast with them so they can get in on the fun too. Don't forget, there's Odyssey Geek merch you can buy at my merch store. I'd also really appreciate it if you gave Odyssey Geek a nice review and rating on whatever podcast platform you use. Thanks for taking the time out of your holiday, or whatever you're doing today, to join me for this discussion. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in episode 32. I'll talk to you all then. See ya.